Welcome to the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast with your co-hosts Teague Fenwick and Steve Lurkwood. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast, powered by a WI Wrestle. I'm your host, Teague Fenwick, coming to you from Holman. Joining me, as always, from Waterloo for the last week, I think, is my co-host, Steve Lurkwin. Let's let's hope the last week, right? Uh, moving <laughs> moving sucks. Can I say that word? I'm sorry, Teague. I'll edit it out if you can't. I know we're live, but uh, yeah, moving's not fun. Don't do it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I told my wife when we bought this house, I said, it better be a good one because they're bringing me out of this one in a casket. I'm not moving it's again. The, it will be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I know. Uh, oh, man. Dude, I'm excited to be here, Teague. This is going to uh Monday night we did our first one, second one, uh, second one tonight. This is sectional preview. Has to be my favorite thing to do on this uh, on this podcast. And Steve, I don't think I told you uh, we are in the thick of sectional preview season. I'm double dipping on podcasts today. I was on with the WI Wrestle Boys. I uh, did a little King of the North preview. They talked some world. So yeah, lots of lots of wrestling talk for me. <laughs> absolutely well i know we got a great guest on but if we didn't teague i would say let's just i i'm sweating i'd say skip right to the picks i'm sweating the picks man i'm so nervous i think i know the direction i'm going might be calling some upsets who knows but uh tonight's gonna be fun when we make our picks i can tell you that much it's uh, i've been thinking about them for months now for this specific sectional yes but we got a lot of teams to talk about before we get to, to our uh, predictions, and uh, we got to have a guest if we're going to have someone with the uh, inside scoop on these teams. So without further ado, let's introduce our guest here. He was a three-time state qualifier for Pulaski, was a state champion his senior year. I did bet that Steve took a look at his bracket on RV Wrestling Alumni. He wrestled at Stevens Point, where he was a WEAC champion and a national qualifier. He's been coaching at Pulaski since 2006. This is his third year as a head coach. I'm talking about none other than a Pulaski head coach at Nate Preslowski. Nate, glad to have you on, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. And Nate, no pressure, but like Steve said, you, you had a few good words put in for you. So once Steve told me that, we were pumped for you, man. We- Sounds good. <laughs> we it's always good like before the show, the coaches are like, yeah, I'm kind of busy. Don't know if I have a lot of my homework in. And then once we get rolling, it's like, all right, these guys know more than we do. Like this is, this is their show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Nate's, Nate's talking like, Oh, I don't know how much research I was able to do. I'm pretty, you know, he's got four kids. Holy cow. And obviously pretty busy guy. And we started talking the, you know, just talking wrestling and Nate's whipping off this fact and this stat and this, I'm like, Oh yeah, he's, he'll be fine. He's going to be good. Well, fellas, let's uh, take a look at here. Uh, Regional one, which I don't think there's any team changes in any of the regionals. The only thing that happened, we talked about it on sectional A, is regional two from last year shifted back to regional one. And then uh, sectional or regional B was in a different sectional. It's back in this one. And if you look at a map, it's perfect. It's it's exactly like it should be. You got all the teams in that Green Bay, Fox Valley-ish area put together. So no big geographical changes with this one. So we can just uh, stick to talking wrestling. So first team up, we have Ash Wabanon, who was fourth in the Green Bay West Regional with 149 points. 
They're returning in nine of their starters and 107 points. They do lose the big man, Troy Dietzler, who took fourth at state at heavyweight, but they're returning sectional place winners and Jacob McVeigh and Easton Hawkers, along with three more sectional qualifiers. Yeah, like you said, Ashwabanon lost uh, Dietzler last year, and he was a great heavyweight. Um, Ashwabanon has two great coaches in their room, uh, Chase DeClean and Ryan Connett. They both wrestled that point, um, and anytime you have coaches that were in a college room, they do a pretty good job. So those guys, those guys always have their kids ready. Um, they return McBain and Hawkers. They're both upper weights. Um, they, they both really came on at the end of last year and did a really good job. Um, they weren't far from from placing or getting to state actually. Um, McVean was actually in a loaded weight class at 182 at the sectional behind Alexander and Gibbons, and he he was he was right on the cusp of of those two. So so he's close. And then Hawkers did a good job too at 95. They also have uh, Jonah Lice game. He's a 145-ish pounder or 144 this year, I bet. Um, his brother Noah wrestled at wrestles at lacrosse, and that kid's a hammer right now. Um, I think he was second or third at D3s last year. So this is his little brother. He He's a good wrestler, too, a good athlete. Um, and I know that those coaches will, will have those guys ready again this year. So, Nate, you, you mentioned Coach DeClean. He was a uh, – gosh, that name – Obviously, there's a lot of decleans and right down where I grew up, but that was he a uh, was he a state champ or a multi place winner uh, when he was in high school? I do not know. He was he's a little younger than me, and I think he was going through high school while I was in college. So while I was in college wrestling, I wasn't really paying as much attention to to the high school scene. But I I think he was a, a all American at point maybe an eighth place or something. I know he had a good college right. career, so. So he, he was, he's a good wrestler. He, he was good with his legs on top. You know, he's a short, strong guy. So, so he was, he was tough. Sweet, sweet. And as always, everybody, obviously being live, we got, uh, we got a chat going on. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, feel free to, feel free to send them our way and we'll get them on the show if we can. All right. The next team up here, is Bayport, who was first in the Green Bay West Regional with 275 and a half points. They did uh, beat D.C. Everest 56 to 18 and Wisconsin Rapids 36 to 31. And what was maybe one of the most exciting team sectional finals of Team Sectional Tuesday. Then at Team State, they had another barn burner where they beat Reedsburg a 40 to 33. And then... And the semifinals at state, they lost to Marshfield 43 to 25. Uh, they are returning from that team, eight of their 14 regional starters and 157 and a half points. They lose Owen Noel, who is a state qualifier at 132. Vaughn Campbell, who qualified for state at 285. And friend of the show, uh, Jacob Ward, who was the runner up at 145 last year, state champ the year before. Maybe one of the most exciting wrestlers that I got to watch these last four years. This year, they are returning a Lois Schlumpf, who in his freshman campaign placed fourth at 113 pounds, and Owen Wathke, who also qualified for state at 120, along with four sectional place winners, three of whom placed third. Yeah, Bayport has a nice team. Um they beat Rapids last year to to get to team state, which which was a big match for them. 
I'm sure Rapids wish they would have had Brett back for that match, but um, he was out injured. Um, and then they lost to Marshfield at the team sectional or the team state semifinals. And Bayport didn't have their full lineup. They were missing their heavyweight during that time. And I think they even wrestled the team state without their 160 pounder. So they did a pretty good job for, for not quite having their full lineup. And I'm sure that they wish that they could have wrestled their full lineup down there just to see what they could have done. Um, Bayport is our, our tribal. Um, we don't, we don't like each other a lot, but I think we respect each other. Um, coach Brad, um, he, he does a great job over there. Um, and they got a nice team returning. Um, Wathke and Schlump are both really good wrestlers. I'm able to see Schlump quite a bit. Um, my One of my boys goes to AWA and Schlump is in there all the time. So he, that kid's going to be ready to go this year. Um, they have three good freshmen coming in. Um, Cole Bartline, who's about 150, I'd guess. Um, Hamill, Braden Hamill, he's a 106-pounder. And then they got Rex Helms, who will be – you know, in that 126, 132 range. So so they lost some guys, but they, they'll be getting some guys too. Um, and that team is always that team's always ready to go. Brad's a good coach and has them prepared. So, Yeah, we had Brad on the show. Uh, I think, T, the first time we started having coaches on, we had Brad on for our for our, uh, our, our sectional previews. Uh, you mentioned Jacob Ward. Sad to see him go. There's just certain some kids that when they graduate, you kind of get a little tear because uh, – uh, he started falling the teak. I think I was picking him for every tournament we ever did picks for uh, since he was a sophomore. And uh, here, here's what's impressive, guys, is Bayport's losing eight. I'm sorry, they, they're, returning, they're losing six starters to return an eight. It's still a pretty good return. But here's why Bayport's able to do what they do year after year. Last year, 53 kids took the skin full. You know, when you have 53 kids and, and, and an awesome team, those backups can be starters on most teams. And that's why, you know, it's, it's not a uh, – it's not a re, re or um, uh, rebuild every year for Bayport. It's a it's a reload. Steve, I know you uh, you like to look at those uh, third place sectional finishers. Who had the most impressive third place sectional finish? Well, you know, right off the bat, I'm going to say, and and Coach already mentioned him last uh, last time when he was talking about Ashwabanon. Uh, I think he was talking about Jacob Jacob McVeigh at 182 pounds. He took fourth, right, for Ashwabanon. Well. Ethan Farley, <laughs> I mean, he's he was the guy. He was third place. He was behind Alexander and Gibbons. So I, I think that's impressive when those are two pretty fantastic wrestlers. And, you know, if, if you're in a different sectional, maybe you go to state. But I, I, I'm i not a uh, um, a big moral victory kind of guy. But if there's a moral victory out of that one, you look and say, well, hey, I get to come back next year. And I wrestled against uh, – I would wrestle behind in my sectional between two of the baddest men in the state. <laughs> The next team that we have up here is DePier, who was a fifth in the Green Bay West Regional with 116 and a half points. They return eight of their 12 starters and 56 and a half points. They do lose Michael Alexander, who was the runner up at 182 last year, and Brennan Kincaid, who placed fourth at 195. But they're returning a state runner up in Micah Beckett, who was a second at 106 pounds. Yeah, DePier, um, DePier's coached by ex-Pulaski wrestler Zach Hensel, so um, I'm quite familiar with him. Uh, great family. Um, his dad coaches our middle school and has been in our program for a long time. Um, I'd say probably over 30 years. So um, 
they did lose Alexander. They lost Kincaid as well, two really good wrestlers. Um, Micah Beckett, he's, man, that kid. Um, again, I get to see him at AWA quite a bit. He's one of the nicest kids that, that you'll ever meet. Um, just a great kid, works hard, um, does everything the right way. Um, he's just a fantastic kid. Um, he's probably a little bit bigger this year. I don't think he's going to get back to 106. He's probably 120, 113 um, as the season goes along. They also have Olin Neuville. Uh, he's a freshman coming in. He's very talented. Um, so he'll be right there with Beckett. He's, he's about the same size. Um, so those two will be good partners for each other and, and bring each other up. Um, they also have a Corgan coming in that's going to be a freshman. Um, Shane Corgan's little brother. Um, nice. So, so 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 they're they're reloading a little bit. Um, they'll have a they'll have some good kids in the lower weights, and then they'll have to fill in their their upper weights a little bit where they lost Alexander and Kincaid. Coach, I got to ask you, uh, how many gray hairs did the Michael Alexander at Trenton Gibbons matches give you these last few years? Man, what a, what a, I mean, that was just a fun rivalry to have between those two kids. Um, you know, M- Michael was talking to him, you know, shaking hands with him after the matches. He's a nice kid, um, phenomenal athlete, great football player. Um, he, he wasn't, he wasn't a full-time wrestler, you know, like he, he wrestled his three, four months and that was pretty much it. He was more of a football player, um, but man, he was talented for, for the three, four months that he was out there. Um, I wouldn't say gray hairs. Um, it was, I like the challenge and I like to compete. So for me, it was, it was a challenge of finding ways to beat Michael. Um, and we did a couple times and we didn't a couple times and, you know, the last one is senior year in the semifinals is one we wish we had back, but you know, that's the way it goes. You, you learn, you live, the sun comes up the next day. Um, and, and you try to try to do better the next time you have a kid in that situation. So. Good stuff, coach. Also, you know, we are doing a girl's preview at the end of the sectional previews, but can't go without appear without mentioning the first official girl state champion, uh, Mr. Brooke Corrigan as well. Yeah, she's a nice nice girl as well. That Corrigan family, man, uh, just uh, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree when it comes to good wrestling, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, they're actually from Pulaski as well. Uh, Their dad wrestled at Pulaski. He placed third and fourth um, back in the 80s. He was was tough too. So you're right, they're a wrestling family. They're, They're all tough, so. Next up here, you got uh, the two Green Bay schools, a Green Bay Preble first, who was sixth in the Green Bay West Regional with 92 points. They're returning eight of their 13 starters and 47 points, and they'll be led by returning sectional qualifiers Aiden Deal and Juan Garcia. You know what Preble has going for them is they always have a lot of kids. Um, They skinfolded 54 kids last year. they have a great coach in the room that they got Ty Pilot in there. Um, I've never been in a room where he's been teaching technique, but he, uh, I've heard from other people that he's just a phenomenal teacher with his technique. So they got him as a coach in the room and I'm sure he does a great job. Um, and with those numbers, you, you create competition. So hopefully, um, they get some kids competing in there and they, they start battling it out and they start improving and they go from there. So 
Um, real quick, uh, Nate, you had Mr. Uh, Peter Taff agrees with you that Bayport does indeed have a loaded freshman class. The next uh, Green Bay team we have is Green Bay United, who was eighth in the Green Bay West Regional with 34 points. They are returning a six of their seven starters and 17 points. And they'll be uh, led by uh, Ty Van Remortal and Jose Santiago Smith, who both placed a fifth at regional. So a team still looking to build numbers. I know Steve and I talked about a couple of their guys last year, and hopefully they have a few that break through to sectional Saturday this year. Yeah, I, I don't know a ton about Green Bay West, but they did skinfold 43 kids last year, which is pretty good numbers. I mean, that, that's, again, you you have numbers to work with in the room. Um, you're creating competition, and you at least have a chance then. Um, and that that's that's a good thing. Like your program's in a good spot when you have when you have those kind of numbers. So hopefully they can keep building there and build a program. And that's it, T. We've uh, you know throughout the year we talk about different programs, and obviously we like to see growth in programs. We mentioned uh, you know Turtle Lake, and we had uh, uh, Craig Underwood, marathon coach, and the numbers. And we like to see programs that you know, over the years, keep on growing with numbers. That's what we saw with Green Bay United. And we, we've talked a lot about them the last couple. Uh, and, and coach, you mentioned it with the 43 kids on the skin fold. Now it's just a matter of, in the beginning of the year, they had good numbers. I don't know where it tapered off, obviously, but but uh, it's just getting those kids in the right spot and having them ready to go come regional time. Moving on to Pulaski, who were the runner-ups in the Green Bay West Regional with 248 and a half points. At team sectionals, they lost to Rapids 38 to 27. And from that team sectional qualifying team, they're returning eight of their 14 starters and 133 and a half points. They do lose Trenton Gibbons, who will place third at 182 pounds, and Mason Wells, who qualified for state at 220. But they're returning a Brock Ambrosius, who was a state qualifier at 113. And Coach, I just got to say, I feel like kind of in the same boat as a Bayport where you guys don't rebuild, you reload. And I think we have a perfect example in the one returner that we talked about in Brock Ambrosius, who was a JV guy. I think he was behind. It was Agard and Kapla uh, two years ago and goes right in and qualifies for state. I think that speaks a lot, not just about him, but of your program as well. So you know, talk about your team this year and just talk about what you've done these last, you know, 17 years to help build that culture where it's kind of a next man up mentality. You know, I, I really haven't had to do much other than um, continue what, what was already built. You know, um, I wrestled under Joe Kind here back in the 90s and Joe was here in the 80s and Joe kind of, you know, um, made wrestling good wrestling a standard here at Pulaski and then Terry Manning took over from Joel and there was no drop off. Ryan Deprey took over from Terry Manning. There was no drop off. And, you know, then I took over. Um, the, the biggest thing with our program is, is probably consistency. Um, our middle school coaches have been around. Uh, I got Brian Bogutski, um, Fred Hensel, you know, care goodness, Luke Martinson. And then we got some younger guys too, but Fred and, and uh, Brian have been here for over 20 years. So that, that consistency at the middle school, um, getting the kids out and getting them ready, ready for high school is really what our program is about. Our youth program is always good. We, we 
always have a lot of good numbers from that K2 range and then that 3-5 range. I think last year we were over 60 in each group. Um, so, so we got good numbers, and then we got good coaches. We have a great booster club. We got great people. We got great support. Um, I mean, we, we have everything we need here um, to be successful. So um, the program overall, you know, just, just those successful programs, they just keep moving along because they have a good – a good structure and that's kind of what we have so that, that's kind of kind of why it's been easier for me just to fall in line rather than have to build something and coach uh, you know of course having a good consistent program is always nice the tradition there is strong do you do anything yourself or do you feel there's something you do unique that's kind of helped make of course you know you still look at pulaski as the identity but do you have anything though that kind of makes the program kind of like your own thing where coach where people are like, Oh yeah, this is what coach Preslowski does specifically that we really like. Um, I wouldn't say that like there's when I took over, like R Ryan was one of my best friends when I took over for him three years ago. Um, so, and he still is like, we, we still talk almost every day. Um, and we kind of built things together when he was here. Um, and made those changes we wanted together. So really when I took over, it was, it was kind of seamless. Um, I've got kids in the program. So, so it's like, I'm a little extra invested. Um, so, so that's probably the different thing for me than a lot of other coaches, you know, at the high school levels, they don't have kids that are coming up that are their own. Um, so I get to see like all their little buddies, like in the wrestling program and joining through that way. So I'm pretty excited about our future just, just for that. Um, but I wouldn't say I've done anything completely different or unique than what has been done here in the past. And coach, uh, last question. This is the big one here. Wait, hold yeah. on before you do that coach, because I, uh, I know the direction you're going and it's going to steer away from wrestling. So uh, <laughs> coach, I was just looking at what you have returned and you got eight, eight, you had eight sectional qualifiers. Uh, um, well, you, you return a bunch of sectional qualifiers, I guess. Maybe just kind of go through a little bit of those those guys and talk about what you sure. have returning uh, return on that end. Sure. Um, we, we lost a great senior class. There's there's no denying that. We lost Trent Gibbons, Mason Wells, Ethan Eggert. Um, Tristan Taylor was a great wrestler. Um, but what we have coming back is we have a – bunch of really solid wrestlers too. Um, Chase Wiesencraft, um, he qualified two years ago for state and last year was, it was 170 was, was a tough weight. Um, Caden Young was the, the runner up at that weight. And then uh, Tritz from Rapids was there as well. Those two qualified and Chase was fourth, I believe um, in, in that bracket. So we got him coming back and then we got Ambrosius coming back. We've got, you know, Griffin Lannon, um, Connor Noy and Colin Pratt. There's there's just a bunch of kids that were in that third, fourth place match at sectionals that are, are ready to take that step. Um, so hopefully, you know, we're able to get them over that hump. Um, we'll probably be a better dual team than we will a tournament team. Um, we should have a solid lineup throughout. Um, so so that's kind of where we're at. And, and we're talking we, the, throughout this uh, regional, we've been talking about numbers and bragging on teams with high numbers. And, you know, you mentioned it, coach, you give the shout out. And obviously you're, you're in my mind kind of thinks alike. I do a lot of looking on track and see how many uh, teams or how many guys teams skinfold. And you guys are right there, man. You're right at that 50 mark. You had 49 last year. So 
you're doing a great job building numbers and uh you know congratulations to you and what and i've always known i would say i grew up in the you know uh um you know right down so Pulaski's just always been that you know historically uh, uh just a powerhouse so uh, and yeah. and you run one of arguably one of the uh, toughest one day tournaments in the state. So uh, at the Plasky invite, that thing's going to be brutal this year. It's going to be Bayport, Kakana, Hortonville, Pulaski. You're probably looking at the four teams from team sectionals um, all in this all in that tournament this year. And then you throw in Luxembourg and you throw in Coleman. Um, it's it's going to be a loaded tournament. So it should be fun. All right, Steve, I'm glad you got back on that one because I got a little, I lost focus for a second. That's why, that's, right. that's why we got a two man show, right? We, uh, the big question I have for you, Nate, how many Pulaski polka days have you attended and does it live up to the hype? Oh boy. Um, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed. Um, I think I've been, I've been to like two or three parades on Sunday and maybe maybe one one time while I was in college or just after of out, out enjoying the polka, um, so so it's not crazy. Um, I don't I don't live in town, so you know for me on a summer night to get in there is, is not the norm. So you should come check it out though. Yeah, well, I think I think should. this needs to be the year, Steve. Next year <laughs> needs to be the year. Hook up the camper and come on up, and you can do a, a podcast up there or something. And there we'll you get go. Some best All that fun stuff. So, you bet. Try a little, uh, you know, hit, visit the beer tent and get a brat. Nate, so uh, you don't have a favorite. Uh, what's your favorite polka song? I do not have one. <laughs> I, I I don't even know any. I don't even know any. I, but my, I, I mean, you got to go with Roll at the Barrel. That's the only one I know. Sure. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, I think it's a fit. We got to, we got to find a concept and do a live podcast from Polka days. We brought it up three years in a row now, I think. So I don't, that's going to, that's going to be hard. Gonna be hard. <laughs> we'll, we'll so make it time. happen. <laughs> All right. The next team up here is uh Shawno who was third in the green Bay West regional with 155 points uh, from that team, they're returning 10 of their 12 stars and 118 points. They do lose Caden Young, who was a runner up at 170 pounds, but they're returning a state qualifier and Carson Herm, who qualified at 152, along with five more sectional qualifiers. And coach, I've been following wrestling more and more since like 2010, I would say, and it's grown a lot more in recent years, but it seems like Sean, o, they've always had good guys, but it seems like they've really built a program as of recent. If I'm wrong on that, feel free to correct me, but uh, it just seems like they're doing good things right now. I mean, during the pandemic year, they were this close team score wise to make it to state. And now they have the numbers and now they, they have the talent to go along with it as well. They're one of those teams that seems to have thrown their name into that team sectional mix now. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They, they're right on the cusp there every year that they have, they have been at, lately so they have the cusp boys who wrestled at point as well um they've been back there at shano for you know seven eight years now and they're helping out coach and i think that's that's a good 
chunk of the reason why they're having that success. Those guys do a good job. They know a lot of wrestling um, and they've been in a college room. So those guys that coach that have been in a college room, they run, run practices the right way. Um, They know the technique. They know what it, what it takes to be a successful wrestler. So those guys do a great job. Um, You said they lost Caden Young, but they returned Carson Herm. They also returned Drake Herm, who is another great wrestler. I think he wrestled 138 last year. Um, that COVID year you were talking about, Drake Herm was a 106 pounder and he was, he was a whisker away from being a state qualifier that year. So he's, he's a great wrestler. Um, maybe, maybe this is his year to kind of come through a little bit with, with Carson as well. Um, so they, they have a good team returning. Uh, yeah. And you guys talked about, you both mentioned Carson Herm and I just always look, you know, state qualifier obviously didn't, didn't place. And, uh, but <laughs> take a look, Teague, uh, at who he wrestled when he was down there, Carson Otis and Joel Sullivan. Uh, you know, those are, th- those are some studs right there. You know, I mean, you got, you got your money's worth down there at state and, uh, there's no, there's no shame in, in not placing when those are the two guys that were your obstacle. And the last team we have in this regional is a West appear who was a seventh in the green Bay West regional with 74 and a half points. They are returning at five of their seven starters from that regional team. They're coached by Chris Gallegos and Chris is a great guy. He talked about how he was looking to build numbers last year. And I know if they just keep doing the right things, those numbers are built and they'll see those team points uh, build as the years go on as well. Yeah, for sure. They, I know that they have a couple of good kids in the youth or in the middle school program. One of my son's workout partners, Connor Wusenkraft, he's in seventh grade. So they have some some talent coming. Um, they returned Ethan Agnew, who, who the last couple of years has missed out on making it to state, but he's, he's a solid wrestler. Um, they have a freshman, Thomas Harali, um, who, who qualified for U State last year and was a, won a couple matches on the backside. Um, so they had they have some good kids coming up. Um, they had 26 kids skin folded last year. So it, like you said, it's a matter of improving those numbers and building your program, um, which usually starts through that middle school level, you know, even the youth level and going from there, keeping them out and getting them to the high school. So so hopefully they're they're able to do that and keep improving their program. Yeah, with uh, five, you know, five sectional qualifiers last year, along with Agnew, Lucius, uh, Jean Quart, Daniela Bupre, and uh, Zach Wotruba. So, hey, that's a good core to build off of. And especially in your sectional, Nate, it's uh, that first match is always going to be a tough one to win, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's a, tough, it's a tough sectional, that's for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, let me uh, get the coin out here. It's time. Well, this part's easy. This this regional's pretty cut and dry, I think. It's the when we talk team sectionals, that's where the uh, the blood sweat. Hey, we got it for the first time. Part. We got the happy donkey. So I'm I am up first now with uh, predicting. You were you were three for three last time on D one sectional A. So let me pull up my analysis here. And you know, I hate to I hate to be chalky, but with uh, the numbers that everyone's returning, everyone's kind of in that uh, six through eight range. I think a couple teams I have on the outside looking in, Ashwabanon is returning nine, 
but with the 11 starters last year, I mean, you just got to be at 13 or 14 in this regional, I think, if you want to make it to team sectionals. So if they can get to the 13 or 14, they'll be interesting. Sean, like I said, now they, they can't be left out of that, that team sectional conversation for sure. But I just don't know if those two are going to have enough. Uh, again, just Bayport and Pulaski. Um, just uh just the consistency that Bayport Pulaski bring every year is pretty impressive. And most teams you see returning eight out of 14 and you're thinking, Oh, it could be a rougher year. But uh, I think by the end of the year, things are going to be uh, just fine for those two um, order wise. Um, just looking at returning points, Bayport with 157, Pulaski with the 133 in the same amount. I am given the edge to Bayport in the regional scoring. So I have Bayport first and Pulaski second, Steve. Teague, not a lot to add to that. You talked about the two teams outside looking in the third and fourth place. Uh, I concur with that. And uh, really, as I'm, as I'm looking at my bracket that I, re- I already have made out that we we're going to talk about next after we talk about the next regional, I think, um, you know, Chris Hansen said it best when uh, we were talking about, he sent us our anal- analysis of the first uh, sectional and it really between Hudson and Menominee it was just they don't really either team doesn't care necessarily they're just they're just going to get in and then that's when the bloodbath starts it's the same thing here uh, it's Bayport and Pulaski I think both of them uh, know who they're going to face on the other side and I think all four teams in this sectional that I have qualifying have a shot and it's going to be one heck of a team sectional but uh, I have the same order uh, based on points returning I have uh, uh, runner-up Pulaski with Bayport as the champ which brings us to our next regional um, site needed. I don't know. Maybe that's been updated coach. I don't know if you have information on that. I guess it's not your regional. So you guys got your site, so you're set, but well, yeah, uh, maybe I'll it. go to WIA and see if something's updated here. But in the meantime, I'll let's talk about uh, our Appleton trio here. We got Appleton East up first who was eighth in the Kakana regional with 33 points. They're returning a six of their nine starters and 12 points. They'll be led by Brett Dietzler, who plays fifth at regionals and uh, Michael Seidel, who uh, placed a sixth at regionals. Yeah. I don't know a ton about Appleton East, um, but Chris Genrich, my buddy from Hortville sent me some stuff. Um, they've skinfold 33 guys last year. Only five, were, five were seniors. Um, they have Conrad Hansen returning as a freshman at 106. If he can keep his weight down there or close to 106, he thinks that he can be a pretty good wrestler for them this year. Um, if their numbers keep improving, they'll, they'll see improvement as the, as time goes along. You know, 33 isn't a bad number to have. Um, you know, you keep building on that a little bit. And again, like I said in the past, some of these schools that you create competition in your room and each wrestler gets a little bit better and all of a sudden you start seeing more success in dual meets and tournaments. And it's a good thing. Um, so it starts with those numbers for sure. All right. Next up here is Appleton North, who was fifth in Kakana regional with 140 points. They return as seven of their 11 starters and 114 points returning a couple state finalists, which is always promising. They have uh, the state champ at 152 with Jake Stoffel. Coming back and also uh, Brock Arndt, who was the runner up at 220 pounds, along with a sectional place winner in Jackson Esser and three more sectional qualifiers. And 
Esser, was he the 106 pounder that was kind of in that? Uh, it was like a kind of a three horse race or four horse race at sectionals. I could you could have wrestled it ten times and he would have got ten different results. Yeah, he was for sure. I think it was with uh, Jenkins from Kakana in there as well. Um, we weren't in that sectional last year, so I didn't get to see those matches, but he was right there. Um, Appleton North, Clough, Clough. I know him going back to my college days. He was he was one of our coaches. I think he was a grad assistant at Point for a year um, while I was there. He's a great guy. I remember wrestling with him. Wrestles a lot like Dennis. Um, just short, strong, hard to score on. So, so Clough, I'm sure, does a great job there. Um, Stoffel, uh, wait till you guys see this kid this year. Holy cow. He looks like a different kid. He is built. He is, he looks thick. He's strong. Um, he's a man now. Like he, he looks really good. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Hopefully he can win another state title. Um, and then aren't, I don't get a chance to see him, but you know, second at state, I imagine he's going up to heavyweight and wrestle the big boys. So, so we'll see what he can do this year. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Oh, sorry, Steve, you go. <laughs> no, go ahead. You're, you're probably go ahead. You got it, man. I just want to make sure I heard you right. So you said Jake Stoffel, who won state last year, looks yeah. completely yeah. different this year, like yes. scarier. Okay. Wow. Yes. <laughs> he, he won state at 152. He does not weigh 152. I can guarantee you that uh, that kid, I bet, is 175, 180, and he is shredded. He is ripped up like he's i'm just thinking, I, I, I have I'm a hard time to think of what, he, what he looks like being you said he looks like a man now i mean he looked pretty tough last year so that's uh, he, you got me man he's this is gonna be scary he, i man i wish i had a kid like that looked as strong as he did um he looks he he's, he's gonna be beat some kids before he even walks out on the mat so Oh, fair. <laughs> and, and I, did I see right? He just recruit or he just uh, committed to Missouri. Is that accurate? Yeah, uh, last spring he committed to Missouri, so he's all set for college. Um, you know, it's good. He can just focus on wrestling, and winning that that state title again. Uh, so he's he's in for a good year. Hey, Mac. and uh, Scotty Clough, we had on for sectional previews a couple years ago. Coach, give us uh, you have some history with Scotty Clough. Give us your favorite. Uh, Scotty Clough story, and keep in mind, remember that this is a uh, family podcast. <laughs> Man, Scott Scott is a good guy. So um, I don't have anything too crazy about Scott because he's just he, he was a good guy. Um, the biggest thing about Scott was just in the room. He like he always did the right thing. Right? Um, I, I wish. I wish I had more dirt on him than that, but Scott's a pretty low. He's a pretty low key guy. He's a good guy. Um, I don't think there's too many times that somebody would say Scott's out of line for anything. Um, he, he was always very helpful in the room. He was a great coach. He's a great teacher. Um, so, so I have nothing but respect for Scott. Good stuff, coach. Much appreciated. You got next up here, uh, Hortonville, who were the runner-ups in the Kakana Regional with 188 and a half points. They uh, at team sectionals uh, beat West Bend East 53 to 21, and they uh, lost to Kakana 70 to 11 in the team sectional finals. 
from that team, they are returning at 12 of their 13 regional starters and 164 and a half points. They do lose at Wyatt Skiba, who congratulations to Wyatt state champ at 113 pounds last year, but they are returning to Nolan Skiba and Henry Niebauer, who have qualified for state at 120 and 138 respectively. They're also bringing in a cash botting from Manawa moved to Hortonville. He was a state qualifier at 120 in division three, and they have four more sectional place winners. Uh, I talked to Chris and he said, um, you know, as far as any team sectional race, we're, we're not even a blip on the radar. So I think modesty, one of Chris's strong suits for sure. But now Chris, he's a great guy and um, I'm excited for their team this year for sure. Uh, don't fall for what Chris says. Yeah. Um, this, this Hortonville team is, is the, is, in my eyes, I, I know Kakana. Kakana is the returning state champs and, and they're always going to be something to be dealt with. Um, they got good coach. They got a good program and all that stuff, but back to Hortonville, um, this is the team this year to, that if you're sleeping, um, wake up because Hortonville is going to be a really, really nice team. Um, you mentioned Nolan Skiba. Um, you mentioned Henry Neubauer and Cash Botting. They also got a, a guy from New London coming in um, in the upper weights. That's a freshman. That's That, that was a U-State qualifier last year. That's really good. Um, so they returned 12 kids throughout that lineup. Um, Genrich. Genrich is a tough guy. He always has those, those kids ready to go. Um, they're, they're tough kids. Like, like Chris, Chris has them trained tough. Like there's, they're going to be ready. Um, maybe they're a little weaker in the upper weights, but though through the middle, they are loaded. Um, Griff Jens is in there too. I think he was third or fourth at sectionals last year. He's another really, really good wrestler um, that this, don't, don't sleep on Hortonville. Like they're going to be there. So. And uh, did you guys mention him? I, 160 pounds, Aiden Needham took third, uh, lost five to three sudden victory in the semifinals uh, from what I saw as well. So, I mean, that's, he was also close, right. To, to go into state as well. It's yeah, they're, it's gonna be a good squad. I'm sure we'll be talking about them in a little bit. Also, coach, how nice is it? Um, you know, obviously bringing Hortonville to Pulaski, um, just a good team in general, but how nice is it having Chris as the guy who basically creates the, not the whole program, but has a probably like the best preview of, you know, I'll say outside of by state, but like the best preview for a tournament on the year. I mean, talk about, I always call him a fellow wrestling nerd and we wear it with pride, but that guy, the stuff and knowledge he has is awesome. It is like Chris is a great guy. Um, I didn't know Chris until, you know, probably 10 years ago when I was back here coaching and Terry Manning and Chris always got along really good and they'd be joking around and we'd jump in on, on the fun. And as we got to know Chris, like I became friends with him. Um, so I talked to him periodically now. Um, you know, you follow Keegan, who's still doing his MMA fighting. Um, and I, I just, I respect Chris. Like he's a good coach. His kids are always ready to go. Um, his kids are tough. Like, um, and he does that little program thing for us. He, he's just, he, he just knows what's going on in the wrestling world. Um, he's not tricked by anything. He's, he's a real fan and doesn't fall for all the, the junk stuff. Like what he says is exactly how it is. And that's, 
that's great to have. And he writes that little preview for us, which is awesome. Um, he obviously must have more time than I have at that time of year. So, <laughs> so it's really, really nice of him to do for it. Everyone enjoys reading it and it's, it's a pretty accurate assessment of what, of what that tournament is. So. I got to say, Chris was a great example for me of not judging a book by its cover. Cause I always remember seeing him at state and just always dressed to the nines and just was always like locked in, was just ready to roll. And I'm like, I was, I was, he's not intimidating now that I know him, but I was intimidated without even talking to him. And I was like, Hey, maybe we should try and get Chris on the show. I like, it seems like he knows some yeah. stuff. One of the nicest guys ever, like right yeah. off the bat and just like loves, loves wrestling, goes all out with his wife for Halloween. Like, it's just an amazing <laughs> dude. And I'm like, wow, this is why you don't judge like people without talking That's to them. Right. Cause you have no idea. <laughs> Teague, I remember that last year we had him on. You and I, before, we were sitting about, it's like 7 o'clock. We had the podcast. It's like 6.30. We're sitting there talking. We're like, man, we're, I'm kind of nervous. Me too. And we get him on, and he's just, you know, he's just the greatest guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Next up, we have Kakana, who was first in the Kakana Regional with 257 points. At team sectionals, they beat Oshkosh West 65-9 to and Hortonville 72-11. And then at Team State, they beat Waukesha West at 67 to 6, Muskego 72 to 4. And in the Team State Finals, they beat Marshfield 43 to 25 from that team. They have won uh, three at Team State titles in a row, which is uh, they're having a great run. Um, they return to six of their 14 starters from last year and 95 points. Uh, they do lose a Brian Winans, who is the runner up at 132. Grayson Clark, who uh, won his fourth state title. He won it at 138 last year. One more congrats to Grayson. Connor Smith, who qualified at 145. Uh, might place at 145 a lot of other years. Judah Hammond, who was third at 170 pounds. Drew and Zicky, kind of the same deal at 182. Qualified, really tough bracket. And Jordan Luce, who is a state qualifier at 220. You know the deal with Kakana, no matter how many state qualifiers or place winners they lose, they always have guys coming back. They have uh, Nick Jenkins, who was a state qualifier at 106. Lucas Peters, who was a state champ at 126 pounds. And a Liam Crook, who placed fifth at 160 in his freshman campaign, along with uh, Peyton Lee, who placed a third at sectionals. And I didn't have him in the outline, but just an example of how Kakana reloads. You got to see him at team state finals last year, but Brady Sprangers who didn't crack the starting lineup is probably going to be a guy who I would not be shocked to see at the state tournament this year. For sure. Teague, um, don't let Kakana losing all those guys fool you. Um, the guys that they have behind Grayson Clark and Connor Smith and all those guys there, they're very good wrestlers, so there may not be as much of a fall off as, as everyone thinks. Um, this is still going to be a very good team. Jeff is a great coach. Um, when that team shows up and you watch them warm up, you know they have a great system. They're, they're prepared. They're ready to go. Um, so, so this team's going to be ready. Cleaver does a great job at the middle school, um, and that program is, is just top notch. So um, there may not be as much of a fall off, you know, losing Grayson and Connor Smith and Hammond and when Zicky, um, they have a good freshman coming in D Piazza, um, probably a 106 pounder, but he, he was a state runner up at the, at the youth level last year. Um, so they have some good freshmen coming in as well. 
Um, and then they already had great backups, you know, to most of those kids through that lineup. Um, Kakana is going to be still tough as nails. So um, maybe, maybe their upper weights are, are they don't have those backups that they have in the middle, but um, I seen those kids at AWA, like they, they have kids that are working and getting better. So, so they're for sure going to be the real deal still. And T 152 pounds, Peyton Lee, I know you did mention him third at sectionals, but I think it's important to, to note who, who, who he was behind at sectionals. Uh, Jake Stoffel, if you've heard of these guys and Car- Carson Otis, um, that's who you're, that's who you're trying to knock out. It's individual sectionals, a state champ and third. Uh, I think he took third, uh, did Otis, if I remember right. So yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a still a pretty darn good team. 29 guys on their skin fold. I saw coming back and who knows. And, uh, coach talked about a few guys that they have coming in. Next team up here is a Kimberly who was fourth in the Kakana regional with 164 points. They're returning seven of their 14 starters and 51 points. They do lose Carson Otis, who was third at 152 pounds at state. So, Steve, you nailed the trivia there. And they are returning a Tanner Hart, who was a state qualifier at 145, along with sectional qualifiers James Tao and Brody Beck. I think that uh, Kimberly's got a new coach. I believe Ben England resigned and Jordan Witzel is the new coach there at Kimberly this year. Um, the thing with Kimberly is, you know, Kimberly's known for football. You know, they got they got a great football program. And if you can translate some of those football players into wrestlers, um, which, which they seem to be able to do, um, you're still going to have a solid team. So um, they got a lot of good athletes there and, they got Tanner Hart returning, you know, he's a good state qualifier coming back. Um, so, so with all those athletes, they're still going to be a good team and they always have a lot of numbers as well. You go through their skin fold and it's like 70 kids usually. So, so they're going to be a solid team. Next up is a Menasha who was at sixth in the Kakana regional with 87 points they return eight of their 11 starters and 40 points. They'll be led by uh, sectional qualifiers, Jacob Natsky, uh, Henry Gugala Rinders, and uh, Richard Waldberger. Menasha, also a uh, pretty solid girls program now as well. Yeah, they bring back two sectional qualifiers, the Natsky. He plays fourth at the regionals. If he stays small, he can, he can have a good year. And then uh, Richard Waldberger, like you said, 20 and 20 last year and placed fourth at regionals um again Menasha is not a team I know a ton about with, with their kids or their coaches but um you know they got a couple decent kids coming back that can hopefully help them this year Natsky with 30 plus wins Teague are you are you thinking what I'm thinking is this uh ties to the let me get the word out there ties to the Athens program I I'm curious if anybody knows out there if there's someone listening that has info on that, we have a very avid Athens wrestling fan on this show. I also am an Athens yeah. wrestling fan, but Steve, I think, is number one. So we'd yeah. love to hear Founder, if anyone has Founder and president of the Athens fan club. <laughs> and uh, moving yeah, on. I mean, sorry, Teague. In all seriousness, I'd be, I'd be uh, uh, curious if anybody knows out there. If you're listening, send us a message on uh, our social media. Let us know if there's any ties to the. Uh, obviously, uh, 
Natsuki's that are coaching. Uh, one of them's coaching at uh, Wanakee, and I know the other one's out there somewhere. I would say moving on, like, is it across the street or something? Manasha and Nina are basically like this on on a map. But moving on to Nina, who was third in the Kakana Regional with 188 points. They're returning eight of their 14 starters and 101 and a half points. They uh, do lose Eli Gass, who was a state qualifier at 170, and Eric Schaufelberger, who had a great run at state, finishing his career, placing third at 195. They are returning a couple place winners in a Declan Cook, who was a third at 113 pounds, and a Jacob Herm was the runner up at 126, along with sectional qualifiers Eli Armadi and Nate Cleveland. Yeah, Kluskins does a. He's about as into wrestling as as anybody in this state. So he's always got a good team down there. Um, does a good job coaching. We ran into them this year at a team camp down in Missouri. So so they got a good outfit coming back. Cook and Herm are both fantastic wrestlers. Um, Cleveland's a decent heavyweight up top. You know he'll he'll have a lot of success. Um, I don't know much else about. There are other guys that they come coming back, but they have two potential state state champs there with Cook and Herm. So, so they should have some good promise from the season. And just having those two in your in your room, and having the other kids watch them is great. So, so I'm sure that they're going to be great. Yeah, Coach Kluskins there is doing awesome stuff. I kind of watch him on social media, and I know they either they built a new school or they just got a new wrestling room. But it's. Uh, I've seen a few videos of it. Teague, I don't, you know, I haven't seen the Holman one live, but I know yours is pretty amazing. This is uh, this is top of the line stuff they got going there in Nina. So congrats to Nina and Coach Kluskins for what they're putting together up there. It is a whole new school, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a new school. Also, yeah, the Nina Menasha line always is funny to me because I, whenever I'm up at a tournament up there, I stay with my mom's friends who live in Nina. We were just like driving on the, on a street and they're like, yeah, we're in Menasha now. I'm like, what, what was even the difference? I didn't even see a sign. Like they're just, they're almost basically one town. I'd want to say, I don't want to, I hope that doesn't irk any Menasha Nina fans out there, but <laughs> Steve, I got to get the coin out here. You go first. All right. <laughs> What is it? Oh, fill the air. Me. I'm that first knew. again. All right. That was a All really right. anticlimactic coin flip. I got to work on that. <laughs> All right. I got to um, learn to fill the air. Hey, Teague, what's, uh, uh, you talked about, um, Hey Nate, what year did you, what year, year did you win state? Uh, 97, I believe. 97. So I got to do, I got to go through your bracket and take a little look. T, did you find any, uh, any key things or, or is that your trivia? I don't, I didn't, uh, I got to quick do this. Oh no, I didn't. I assumed pick. you looked at the bracket. Yeah. Oh, I did not. <laughs> you, you do your pick real quick. I'll what weight date? 135. 35. Holy cow. Yeah. I don't weigh that anymore. Are you, are you, are you still, are you still near that or? Not at all. <laughs> all right. I'm going to, I'll run through my analysis here. Okay. Am I, uh, you know, I always, I always like to try and throw some intrigue in this one, but I think 
this year is tougher than any year um, to throw intrigue into at least uh, the, the regional race because you have Hortonville, who was second last year. I mean, the regional race last year was really fun. Hortonville won by half a point over Nina. Hortonville's returning 12, Nina's returning 8, and you look at what Hortonville has coming in. I just feel comfortable putting Hortonville over Nina. And Kakana, Nate, you hit the nail on the head. You can't look at the number of returners and just think, all right, that's the team's going to be hurting this year. We know what they have waiting in the wings. Kakana is going to be just fine to move on to a team at sectionals. It'll be interesting. I know, you know Kyle's done great things at Nina, and I think this is kind of the second year of losing a big senior class, so it'll just be cool to see. I mean, his team did just fine last year after losing a bigger senior class, and now we get to see it again this year, so we're starting to see consistency with that program, which is awesome. So if I have a, an, an odd team out, I'd have Nina as my third, and then I'm going to go uh, Hortonville second, Kakana first. Interesting. It's a bold move, Cotton. All right. What do you, what do you, yeah, let's see. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I don't have a lot to add because I, I'm going to save all my, my stuff here for my analysis here, but pretty much the same with UT, uh, except for one little change there. Um, Nina, tough program, right? I mean, it's like, you, you, you always do the, what if in the comparison, like, Oh man, if they were only in a different section, what, what, what could be. And, you know, and I like the fact that they've embraced it, that they're just, hey, this is where we are, and and let's get in there and battle. And obviously, they've they've done that. And uh, uh, but I think they're going to be the third place team here. Uh, I have the same two teams, Teague. I just haven't flipped. I have uh, Kakana as the regional runner up and Hortonville as the champ. And like I said, it's uh, it, it, <laughs> to me, it really doesn't matter because they get into that uh, that Tuesday team sectional, and that's where the fighting's going to start. Well, I, here's the thing. We have a coach on here that we both predicted to make team sectionals, and I'm sure Nate could agree on this. As long as you get top two, it's fine. You, you know it's going to be a gauntlet no matter which two matches you wrestle. Like, that's just going to be – that's the reality of the situation, I think. For sure. Like, and the scoring's different. Like, the individual sectional, um, you get a lot of champs in an individual tournament. You're going to score more points, or as a dual meet tournament – uh, or, or dual meet. That's, that's different. You win the flip, you get to send somebody, you know, dual meet is just so much different than the individual tournament. Um, so like, like you guys were saying before you get in, um, you get prepared for Tuesday night and you go from there. And that's kind of what these teams are kind of looking at. And that's the, the good thing about how they switched the qualifier last year where the top two made it instead of the top one. Um, the individual tournament is completely different than, than a, a dual meet. So, you know, those dual meets, you win the flip, you get the right matchups you want, and it's a total different different ball game. Yeah, Coach, you, you nailed it, and I think that's going to kind of be the summation of what we have for our team sectional predictions here. Um, we'll flip the coin one more time, Steve. Hopefully I nailed the camera spot. Can you see it? Uh, yeah, well, I'm in the way. Oh, yes. that's me. No kidding. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go bottom one first. I'm gonna go Hortonville Pulaski. Um, I it, it Pulaski coach, uh, great great program, great numbers coming back. Hortonville, 
Um, there's a couple things I waited to save till now for them. And then you guys obviously talked. This is how impressive Hortonville is. Uh, of their 12 starters, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say I was trying to think how to say this to make it sound funny. This is how good they are. They have 12 starters coming back, but 14 <laughs> of 14 of 12 starters, whatever. They have 12 starters coming back, but 14 of them that all uh, started for somewhere else or that could. It was, it was, mm-hmm. Whatever, that didn't go well. T, delete that all out. <laughs> no, you're um, doing great, buddy. <laughs> the, cash, the cash coming in. But here's here's a thing we didn't, we didn't look. Of their 12 starters from last year coming back, nine are going to be seniors. Like, that's huge, right? I mean, there's just a game that gets elevated level up when uh, when when you have a senior. I mean, they start realizing the finality of it all. It's my last year. It's, it's go time, right? I think what Hortonville has going – uh, 11 sectional qualifiers coming back, two state uh, place winners, and and uh, that one that took third, obviously Pulaski, eight, eight, and one as far as those same numbers. Uh, you know, with with that being said, and and uh, I think Chris being a little bit modest with it, uh, uh, Coach nailed it. He said, "Don't listen to Chris. I I, I got Hortonville uh, winning the semifinal match. I apologize, Coach." Hopefully, you still let me into the Pulaski invite and the Polka days uh, there, but. Uh, this top one, I, I think, is going to be interesting. Here's uh, uh, Bayport, 50-plus people in the wrestling room. Um, you know, eight uh, of all their eight starters come back, all eight were sectional qualifiers. And this is a big number, two state qualifiers, but those three guys, I, I, I place big big value on it. Those three guys that took third place at individual, uh, individual sectionals, those guys, to me, always come back hungrier uh, and, and, and ready to rock. Um, Kakana. To Teague, I think it was two years ago they lost all those guys. And you and I, I, I don't say everybody wrote them off, but I know you and I wrote them off. We didn't pick them. Um, I think Kakana is very impressive. I think of, you know, look at Liam Crook. His loss to Willie White at, at was at the quarterfinals, Teague, was, was probably one of the most impressive losses. It just shows that their freshmen come in ready to go. And, and I'm going to bring up a guy from two years ago. This is how scary – uh, Kakana is, is that there's a guy by the name of Alex Asher. I think that's his name. Alex Asher is a 220 pounder or 195. He's a bigger guy. Kind of came out of nowhere. We didn't even know who really he was, wrestled for him. And also Kakana, and coach, you nailed it before, Kakana develops their wrestlers, right? I mean, they, these backups come in ready to ready to go. So even though they only have six guys returning, you know, don't be fooled. They have uh, 29 plus guys from last year, including the freshmen that are going to, uh, you know, replace um, you know, and make this tough. So um, with all that being said, Teague, um, here's here's my pick. <laughs> here's my pick. And I don't for, uh, wait for Kakana uh, and Bayport. Kakana Bayport. My pick is going into the uh, finals to Russell Hortonville. I'm taking Bayport. All I'm right. The state champ. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bold strategy, Cotton, but I'm going with it here. Bulletin board material, whatever it might be. Uh you know, I, 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 I go visit, I go to my parents' hometown, or I'm sorry, I go to my hometown a lot, right, Sound, and I try to go to Dick's, Dick's driving a lot in Kakan and get ice cream. I might not be welcome there uh, ever again, but I'm taking Bayport over Kakana in the team sectional semifinals. Wow. So you're going with yeah. the, with the semifinal upset tonight. Go, go Pirates. Go Pirates. Sorry, coach. Let's go. <laughs> oh man. All right. I guess uh my first round here I have um 
No, those are your semi. Okay, I got Bayport versus Hortonville first, and you you just put a lot of stock into into Bayport there, Steve, and for good reason. I mean, there were a couple matches, and even as coach said, a couple starters away potentially from making the team state final. So even the numbers we have here might not tell the full tale. Uh, they're returning what eight of the fourteen from last year. Hornville with the 12 that they're returning and who they have coming in as well. I I didn't even know this, Steve. With the nine seniors, I mean, they're just going to have a chip on their shoulder for sure. And I think uh, I do give Hortonville the edge over Bayport in that one. And it's going to be a great semifinal duel for sure. Uh, Kakana versus Pulaski. Pulaski returning eight. Kakana returning six. Here's the thing. I'll give a little more of a breakdown on Kakana here in a second, but you can't just look at the six. Kakana is such a deep team, and we know uh, it's going to be another great battle between Pulaski and Kakana. Coach, I don't know how many times you and Kakana have faced each other at team sectionals the last 16 years, but I, I'm pretty sure the number, it's getting up there at this point. It's a lot, and we, we've yet to, to beat them, but, you know, like, as time goes along, you know, hopefully we get him one of these years. And, and we see Kakana quite a bit. We scrimmage Kakana before the season. So we see him there. We see him at our invite. And then we see him at team sectionals and we see him at sectionals. So so we get our fill of Kakana. Um, it, it's just it's a, they're a classy team. They know how to wrestle. So um, younger coaches, watch them, strive to, strive to get that system down like they have. My uh, my pick for this one, I do I do have Kakana winning, but I know you guys are going to do everything in your power. It's not going to be an easy duel. Kakana can't sleepwalk through it necessarily. I the one duel I always respected, and we talked to Coach Machik about it two years ago when we had him on. But Kakana just had an absolutely loaded team. Like I didn't think anyone was going to get close to them, and you guys bumped up. Gibbons and Wells, I think they were at like 95 in heavyweight or 220 in heavyweight. And you guys made those moves. You knew it was going to be tough to get the seven wins and get the bonus points needed, but you still left it all out there. And I think that speaks so much to your kids too, where you're like, hey, we're going to make the moves to put us in position to win. We could maybe lose the duel by more, but we got to do what we can. And I think you showing faith in your kids is awesome like that. And I think with that mentality, it's going to get you guys that win someday. I'm still going with the Kakana win here, but it's going to be the second of what is going to be two great duels that night, which sets up a Kakana Hortonville for me in the finals. And Steve, I listened to our old podcast from last year, uh, just to kind of get a refresher, maybe think of names that we may like not miss or may miss this year or whatnot. D1 sectional C, I believe we both had Stone and Reedsburg in the finals. And I think in our heart of hearts, we wanted to go with Reedsburg, but Stone had just done so much winning that we couldn't go against them. Reedsburg ends up blowing away Stone in the team sectional finals. They win. And man, kind of the same thing as on Monday, where if there's a year to pick against Kakana, it's this Hornville team with who they have coming in or who they have coming back, who they have coming in, the nine seniors. Everything seems to be set up for Hornville to beat Kakana. And this was the deepest I've looked into a team sectional like preview because so much can happen. I went to the challenge series finals and 
Sprangers was there, but he got hurt. We saw what Sprangers could do. And you see all these ones, twos, and threes for Kakana. And it just made me think, Kakana, the six they have coming back, you know they're going to be strong. And with what they have coming in, I don't know when the Kakana-Hortonville duel is. If it's before Christmas, I would pick Hortonville to win that duel. If it's at the end of the year, which we're talking right now, I I just got to go with Kakana again. I wow. <laughs> it, Again, it, we're at the same thing. It's the same stone conundrum as last year. It's almost until they get taken down. It's hard to go against them. This might be the year for it, but... I'm sticking, I'm sticking with my guns and picking Kakana to make it and what's going to be just an exhilarating team sectional night. No, that was good. I mean, as you're, as you're talking right there, just your analysis, I'm like, oh man, that, you're almost convincing me like, oh darn it. But I'm not going back in my pick. That's uh, that's where I'm, that's where I'm standing, but you're absolutely right there. They just got hit and, you know, obviously Crook proved that last year and they just, their freshmen are just ready to go. That's the way they, that's the way they are. Uh, but mine, mine is, uh, mine's different. Mine's a Bayport and Hortonville final. And, uh, Teague, you remember last year when we were in the D3 sectional C team, uh, you and I were calling the action, right? I mean, and, uh, Iowa Grant Highland was wrestling Aquinas. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, uh, I, I remember it very fans. well. Why did the Iowa Grant fans all come running up to you? Cause what did, what did you say? Oh, well, I said if, if Iowa Grant beats Aquinas, I would never write another blog again. <laughs> <laughs> and in good faith, all the Iowa Grant fans came running up to Teague and like, your, your writing career is done, because that's what Teague said. Uh, but that was a great win by Iowa Grant Highland. They knocked over Aquinas. I don't think they thought they were going to beat them. Or, I'm sorry. Nobody thought they were going to beat them. Iowa Grant believed they would. And I uh, I think and then obviously Iowa Grant Highland got in the finals against Fenimore and uh, things didn't go so well. Right. So I say all that to say this, I think uh, Bayport is going to shock the gym with a stunning, ah, I don't even necessarily call an upset, but a, a, a win they haven't had in a long time. And then there's going to be that little bit of that uh, hangover that we just talked about, like with Iowa Grant Aquinas and uh, Hortonville, a too powerful of a program for all the reasons I've already talked is going to, uh, go to team state for the second time in team history, first since 2016. And they're going to represent the sectional down at the barn in Madison. Let's go. And Steve, I mean, what was amazing about your picks is I thought, I honestly thought we were both going to Hortonville and you threw the curveball, but coach made a good point. I mean, the couple of guys that they didn't have at team state, the three freshmen coming in, you don't know how big of an impact they can have. I mean, I just think you look at Kakana's number and you don't like, you don't down them by any means, but I think some teams are feeling like, okay, this could be the year for sure. So yeah, this is, this is going to be a fun one coach. I don't know about you, but uh, just talking about the predictions got me excited for this year. I I'm already excited, but even more so now for sure. I <laughs> man, you bet. I guess that's that's all we have for a D one sectional B. Well, we, hey, coach, before you go, I just got I took a look at your bracket. I found it. So, hey, Teague, this is kind of cool. So, uh, coach had one loss on the year, and it looks like you lost to Keith. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name from Nina. You lost to him at sectionals. That was your only loss on the year, and then you no. avenged it in the finals at state. Is that correct? No, uh, at that time we our regional went west, 
our Stevens Point was in our sectional. Oh. Stevens Point and Rapids was in our sectional. So I lost to Grant Pope at Grant Pope in the, in the sectional finals, and Madowitz beat him, and then I beat Madowitz. So that was my gotcha. one loss my senior year. So you kind of avenged it. You beat the you beat the guy who kind of. knocked him off. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Well, coach, uh, we thank you for coming on, man. And it was a, it was a fun show. I mean, this area of the state, that area of the state, I should say, it's just a wrestling hotbed and you know what you had to say about all the teams, a lot of good things. There's a lot of things to be excited about from teams that are looking to make it to state to teams that are looking to hopefully field a full roster at some point. And I think we can all agree. It's just going to be a fun postseason when the time comes around and to watch all these teams build throughout the year. It's going to be a, a good journey to be a part of. And coach, you'll be a, you'll be there firsthand to experience it. So we thank you for coming on. We want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. We're one eighth of the way done with sectional previews. So think time's already flying by pretty quickly. I guess there are 32 teams covered. Steve, do you have anything else before I sign off here? I got two things. I said last podcast, I'm going to uh, wear a different shirt that I have. People send me shirts throughout the state, and I'm going to try to wear a shirt from the sectional we're doing. I don't have a uh, shirt from any team in this sectional right now, so I went with the team that if they were D1, they would be in this sectional. So, Teague, I went with my Wrightstown rep. Fly the W, man. I went with a Wrightstown Wrestling t-shirt. So stay tuned. I'll have a different one on for our D2 one next week. Uh, hey, Nate, I got to tell you, buddy, you you rocked it, man. Like I said, we were talking about, like, oh, I don't know. I don't have a lot of time to do research. Dude, you crushed it. I was sitting there listening to you, and half the time I'm like, well, I don't have to say anything that for that team. And uh, you're very knowledgeable, passionate about the sport. I can tell that that's why you're having some awesome success. Thanks, guys. Appreciate having me on. And send me your address. I'll send you a uh, Pulaski Wrestling T-shirt. All right, easy enough. You're Perfect. A, you're, you're a small, right? You're a small. <laughs> you're, you're talking me? Yeah, you. I wear I wear a medium. A medium. All right. Perfect. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll keep our sizes confident. If we say it on air, I'll censor it out. But no, we'll. Yeah, go. we appreciate it, Nate, and. Um, Real quick, uh, King of the North this weekend in uh, in Altoona. There are going to be a lot of fun matches. There's 14 or 15 on the docket there. I'll be on the call with uh, Roshka for that one. And then uh, next week, D2, D3, Sectional A. So back to the Northwest for Division 2 and 3. We're going to have Brad Holzer of St. Croix Central on, Joe Rademacher of Turtle Lake Clayton on. We've talked about their program a lot over the last few years, so it'll be cool to get his insight and yeah, folks, let's just keep the train rolling. Until next time, we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs>